The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to the Central City Chronicle, the unofficial The Flash internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 23rd, and I am your host, Professor X. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of The Flash. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit CW series casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts, Ashley Michelle. Hey, guys. And Mike. How's it going, everyone? Let's jump into our recap of episode 222, entitled Invincible, which aired on May 17th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Barry's back from the Speed Force and immediately goes to work trying to save the city, which really needs saving. We see the police trying to fight back against the Metapocalypse, as it's being called, with limited success until Barry races in to save the day. Despite the danger, Barry's very chill after his sojourn in the Speed Force, arguing that as they have the Speed Force on their side, they have to win. Everyone else in the team seems a bit creeped out by Barry's newfound Zen approach. Caitlin appears in Star Labs, apparently having escaped from Zoom's clutches, but she's still haunted by Zoom, seeing his image all over the place, perhaps a result of PTSD. Zoom summons Barry, where he argues the two of them are basically the same, but Barry will always lose because he has to be the hero, and that makes him weak. Meanwhile, Barry's up against a particularly tough metahuman in addition to Zoom, Earth 2's version of Black Canary called Black Siren. This canary's much more powerful and has Barry on the ropes before he's saved by Wally, because, yeah, Wally's fighting crime now. Cisco and Harry come up with a plan to get rid of all the metahumans from Earth 2 by targeting their different vibration speed. To buy a bit of time, Cisco and Caitlin have to impersonate their Earth 2 selves, which is kind of cute, but makes me suspect the only reason the writers had Caitlin escape was for this. The plan is a success. All the Earth 2 metas are locked up, and everyone sits down to a big celebratory dinner, so I guess relaxed Barry was right all along. Oh, wait, except for two things. One, uh, Vibe's been seeing what looks like the end of Earth 2, which is kind of unsettling. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, that's right. Zoom came back and killed Barry's dad right in front of him at the end of the episode. So that's really going to test his sunny disposition next episode. So what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? Ashley, Michelle? Well, it's about time that everyone addressed Barry's insane, adorable positivity. And Professor X, you officially ruined this episode for me. Because when Barry's dad had his little scene at the end, I was just like, really? Really? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? This, this really is going to happen? Oh. In my defense, I presented as a hypothetical. I asked you guys if you thought Barry's dad was going to die, and then I said... You brought you this upon us, Professor X. I'm a terrible, terrible... We'll get to that later on in the episode. Maybe it's, it's a comic book show. Maybe there's some options. Mike, what was your reaction to the episode? I loved this episode. It was great. 
I loved beginning to end, and uh, I remember after the episode the next day, I remember I looked at, at, a re- at reviews from other sources, and one in particular that I saw was from IGN, and I think they gave it like a 6.8. I will personally say I think that is completely wrong. I, I It was not worth a 6.8. I think it was worth a 9. I think it was really good. Uh, the fact that Katie Cassidy played a really, really amazing doppelganger, the, uh, the, the you know, Caitlyn's PTSD that she suffered, and the little snippets uh, with Cisco and and Wells. I think throughout the entire episode, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, that rating seems a little low to me. I thought it was a pretty solid episode and really setting up for the end of the season. Exactly. Uh, but before we get into a thorough recap, here's a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Central City Chronicle. Follow the station on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Poppy Chulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. And search for the Central City Chronicle through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. And would it kill you to leave a five-star review? I think not. So let's start at the beginning. I thought it was kind of nice to see Iris writing for the paper, reminding us that she does have a job after all. Uh, you know, her whole life does not consist of hanging around Star Labs to see what happens. What did you guys think about her message and its reference to Darkest Nights? Was that simply uh, a uh, you know a call to the people of, of Central City to you know rise up and be strong, or was that presaging something more for the episode, Mike? Um, I felt like it was more on the on the premise for the episode. I did like how you know how you had mentioned like for Iris that you know. It reminded us that she has a job, you know, to go to. But I really liked how she portrayed her monologue. I think it was, I think it was really, really good. I think to me, it felt like something that you would hear from like the prologue of a video game of some sort. She did it really well, and I think the 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 way that the stage was set up, I think it was more in essence with what was going on in that uh, setting in that episode. Ashley, Michelle, what did you think of Iris's uh, contribution off the top? I agree with Mike. I think it was a very strong beginning to the episode, and I'm liking Iris's character having a bit more say in things and a bit stronger of a presence around the team. Although after last week's episode where Iris was totally kick-ass and we all sort of agreed that, wow, this was the Iris we've all been wanting to see, it did seem a little bit to me like she'd sort of taken that step back, that she was no longer the dominant figure that she had been before. What do you think? I think that these writers have a hard time keeping Iris such at such a high level. We have her being badass one episode, and then the next, she's back to her normal, air quotations, Iris self. And then we have another episode later on where she's badass, and then we're back to square one. So I'm kind of taking it in stride that I'm waiting for the right writer to come along here. It's also worth knowing that last week's episode was written by a different writer. So again, that shows you the importance of, of the writers. It's not, we often tend to crap on the actors for not doing a good job, but if they're not given the material, what can we expect from them? Um, so uh, right off the top of the episode, after uh, Iris finishes her a little monologue, we see Barry back in action. 
And it looks like the same old flash, the same old zooming effects, the same old uh, red and yellow, the same old saving the day. But when we actually get to hear from Barry, we find that he's really been changed by his time in the Speed Force. Uh, Mike, what did you think of the new, quote, improved, end quote, Barry? I feel like I'd be the only one that would maybe say this, but I actually kind of liked it. I think it showed the way his personality is as far as how he handles certain situations and how certain uh, events in his life unfold and how he decides to tackle them. I think, I guess I can understand uh, Pete, his team, not necessarily getting on board with him with his whole positivity and how he was trying to look at the bright side of things. But I do agree but i also agree with barry how he tackles things where you sometimes have to see the positive things on events because that's how you progress forward you give it your best shot and you give it with everything you've got and you go in with a great and positive attitude and it pushes it propels you forward so i can understand i guess you can say i understand both sides of the spectrum where they felt it was a little bit of a an, an annoyance that he just kept being positive but, I mean, look where he came from. Look at how the struggles that he's endured as an individual and how he's grown up from the get-go. He's he's done a great job. So I, I, I can understand his positivity. Ashley, Michelle, what did you think about uh, positive, relaxed, uh, mellow Barry? It annoyed me for some parts of the episode, not entirely. For the whole thing of you need... Right, like Iris had said, that you need some fear in you. Some fear is healthy. And when Barry is too confident, a lot of the times he's been blind. And what happened at the end of the episode could have been avoided 100% if he hadn't been blind to what could happen and what was possible to happen. Oh, it's interesting because, well, we'll get to that uh, towards the end. But uh, I would make the argument that maybe that wasn't a function purely of his... uh, his uh, insane positivity. I was about uh, to say that right now. Because I, I think it would have happened either way, but we'll, we'll save right. that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But anyway, so Mike was talking about, uh, you know, the, the positivity, the attitude and everything like that. One thing that was brought out, something that we've talked about a lot on the show, is the similarities between Barry and, uh, and Hunter Zolomon, a.k.a. Zoom. Uh, in terms of they were both speedsters, they both watched their mothers die. This episode made that comparison overt, and it was really kind of funny because, you know, uh, Zoom left a, a message basically for Barry's show up and face me, and Barry showed up and said, are you here just here to banter? And it turns out, yeah, Zoom was just there to banter. Um, two things, uh, Ashley Michelle. One, what did you think about the fact that it was just, you know, a talky-talk, uh, you know, conflict? And uh, and why do you think Barry, or why did you think Zoom wanted to banter with Barry? rather than fight him to the death. I love seeing these two characters in the same room together and not punching each other in the faces in the beginning. The last time that we saw them have a cup of tea and talk, when Zoom was on his knees in front of Barry and Barry thought he had him in the corner, that conversation still sends chills down my spine. I love seeing these two interact with each other. I think it's very interesting that Zoom felt no need, that he felt so confident in what his plan was, that he felt no need to even do anything to Barry, that it was just like, hey, hey, let's let's sit down and talk for a second, old chap. 
Mike, what did you think about the, quote, confrontation, end quote? I was under the impression that he wanted to see Barry to see what has changed in him. I think that at least that was the impression I got because he was already under the assumption that, you know, Barry was dead. You know, Barry was gone for, you know, good. But I felt like it was more of him trying to figure out if him as an individual personality wise, if it's changed or if he develops something i think he was trying to get a feel of how he is but at the same time he wanted to try to prove a point to him that they are that they do have some similar qualities but the way they execute their decisions and their actions it's what defies who's going to be quote more successful however you define success um but i felt like it was more for zoom to put to plant a seed for barry to make him realize that you know what i can do this and you 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 put yourself in you know in a crutch where you try to play the hero and you try to do what's good but for me i do what i want and nobody tells me anything yeah, it did seem a little odd. It seemed to me almost like, you know, uh, you know, put things in Star Wars terms, like the dark side of the force, light side of the force, like he was trying to seduce him over and make him realize that, you know, it was almost like he was trying to hoping that Barry would say, you know what, you're right. Let's just, you know, join together and, and rule the earth rather than I'm just going to kill you. So it struck me as, as rather odd. But then, of course, we had the uh, the resolution, which is that, you know, building was collapsing. So Barry had to run off and uh and uh, and and try to save lives now speaking of collapsing buildings uh we see katie cassidy returning as the metahuman of the week as the black siren what did you guys think about her portrayal um i don't know if uh, both of you watch arrow or not but of course katie cassidy played uh, black canary on arrow uh, and has for the past uh few seasons what did you guys think about uh, black siren ashley michelle i think she did a fantastic job it was a believable Separate universe, Laura Lance, and I was very impressed. And it's always nice to see Katie Cassidy come back. Mike, what did you think? I 100% agree. I think she did a fantastic job. She nailed it. I completely believe that she was a doppelganger, that it was not the Laura Lance that we were used to for those that watch Arrow. And she she played she played a laurel lance but she played her in a very dark side and it was executed it was just on on point it was great and she did her justice how she was supposed to act this high-powered figure that you know works for zoom she really played the part that she is a you know a lieutenant for zoom she I'll give her credit. She did an amazing job. They they did her justice in this episode. I know. I'm not the biggest... I wasn't the biggest Black Canary fan uh, on Arrow, but I've got to say, her portrayal in this uh, was much better. Um, she had a better costume. Uh, her powers yes, were much more powerful. Yes, was was perfect. Yeah, and I just got the feeling that Katie Cassidy was having more fun playing sort of the evil doppelganger. And I wonder if that's, you know, uh, something that, you know, almost any of the characters would say. It's always more fun playing a villain than a good guy. 
Well, and she's played the DA for so long, and she gets to be the one on the legal on side the of things. Side. Yeah. Um, so Black Siren actually came pretty close to finishing Barry off. Did you guys think their fight was handled well, or did you have any problems with it? Mike? My only issue is that I thought it should have lasted longer. That's it. I think everything else was fine. I just wish they would have. it would have lasted a little bit longer. Ashley, Michelle, what did you think of the fight? I agree that it should have lasted longer, but I think it was partially Barry's fault for going in there against a metahuman that he had never met before. He was blinded by a doppelganger from Earth 2 of someone that he had known and loved, but this isn't the same person. And he went in blind. He didn't know what her powers were and ended up almost dying from it. And we've seen that a couple of times before, too. Barry has the confidence in himself as the fastest man alive that he can handle anything. Uh, and in this case, you know, we know he can run faster than the speed of sound, so he could have outrun her scream, except he allowed himself to be caught flat-footed. So, you know, uh, I would make the argument that, you know, uh, leaving aside, you know, that, you know, he probably should have been able to, you know, run behind her and pound the crap out of her before she could have blasted him. Aside from that, yeah, I, I agree that it... Uh, it it was a bit short, but it did have the uh, the rather surprising resolution of uh, of Wally coming to the rescue and uh, and smacking the black canary with his car, which was kind of neat. I agree. And was also kind of a callback to Arrow, where you know there's a a running trope of uh, people in a van, you know, uh, accidentally or otherwise running into people. Uh, so uh, continuing on our uh, Black Siren theme, uh, probably the uh, the biggest scene for Black Siren. She had a couple of good ones. She had the scene with Barry. She had a scene with uh, Zoom. But probably her biggest scene was where she got to meet uh, Cisco and Caitlin impersonating their Earth Two selves. What do you guys think about that confrontation between uh, Cisco and Caitlin playing Reverb and uh, Killer Frost uh, meeting uh, their you know the Earth Two doppelganger? Who would have known both of those characters? Uh, what I believe Cisco called the worst idea ever. Uh, what did you think about how it was portrayed, Mike? I loved it. It was it was fun to watch. It like you, these actors are so versatile in how they portray good characters and bad characters as far as their alignments. And it's it's funny because how, the best way to explain it would be you as the audience you can tell obviously that they're you know trying to play their part of their doppelganger and you can tell that they were acting to be a doppelganger instead of actually portraying the doppelganger in earth 2 it was really really fun to watch and uh especially when uh black siren found out like hey you know something's a little off and where she tossed the you know the Toss something to Cisco, and Cisco caught it with with his wrong with the wrong hand, and he's like, "Oh man!" And then those little quip, those little humor moments that they have with each other, it's it's so great. The chemistry between uh, Cisco and Caitlin is it's it's spot on, and it's been there ever since season one. Like they have such great chemistry with each other that it's completely believable that they have such a you know. Uh, great friendship and great uh communication as colleagues and as friends and overall that little scene was it was really entertaining to watch and of course that's something we've been missing for the past few episodes since caitlin was uh kidnapped by zoom actually michelle what did you think about the confrontation between uh 
uh, Reverb, uh, Killer Frost, and uh, and uh, Black Siren. I have to completely agree with Michael. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I loved the fact that I didn't see it coming. It was a big surprise, even with yeah, exactly. doing the spoilers on the show and everything and hearing about them all the time. Like I had no idea, and that was the best part. Yeah, I was taken quite by surprise, too, because when Cisco said, I think I've got the worst idea ever, I had no idea where they were going with that. So I when they suddenly no appeared, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that totally took me back, and I was I was totally taken. My only complaint is the idea that, you know, the, the people on Earth 2 are mirror images. Therefore, you know, if you're right-handed, they're left-handed. There's Earth 3 and there's Earth 4. What are they all, ambidextrous? Do they have no arms? And, and, and to, to add on that, I thought it was kind of odd, at least for me, that Black Siren knew that, but not... Caitlin and Cisco, when Caitlin and Cisco are very intelligent people, as they've shown time and time again from the inventions that they create and their explanations for certain events that happen, you you would have you would have figured that they would have known, or at least it, it would have been presented that they're mirror images of each other. But I, I I just thought it was funny that they didn't know that, but Black Siren did. And it was nice that in the end we got to see, you know, Black Siren, you know, locked away, which means, uh, you know, Katie Cassidy could make a comeback in Flash, even if it's in a, an, an evil metahuman way. Um, moving on to other stuff, Tina McGee, the head of Mercury Labs, who we've met a couple of times before, uh, reveals she's figured out Barry's secret identity because, you know, she's observant and not a complete idiot. <laughs> Based on what she said, you know, the fact that, you know, she's a scientist, she observes stuff and, and everything like that. Do you think more people should be figuring out who the Flash actually is, or is is you know is that just meant to be a, a one-off? Mike, what do you think? Hmm. What do you mean by a one-off? Do you well, mean like the idea that uh, you know why would she be you know if she could figure it out and she like knew instantly? Uh, thank you, Mr. Allen. So she'd obviously been observing and and making connections. Should more people be doing that, or should it come as a surprise to people uh, when they find that out? Do we just sort of assume that no one's going to figure out who this mysterious figure is? Uh, or should more people be like her and, and figure it out on their own? Ooh, that's a good one. A part of me feels like it would be best if only a hand-select few people can actually make the assumption of who, of who is of who the Flash is. And I guess the best way to put it is: well, if you were to think about Doctor McGee, well look how brilliant she is as an individual both in intellect and what she does for a living so it wouldn't it shouldn't be that much of a surprise that she already knew that she already knew from the start how she made the she made the comment where he's always so uh the fact that he's always known about certain events that seem rather odd for somebody to know that quickly so i guess in that defense, you could say that well, because of the type of person she is, and her awareness, her awareness in the environment is so strong. Well, more so because she's a scientist, and she needs to have developed those skills in during her education. So you could say that for her, it would be much more common for those types of individuals to know who the Flash is. But versus like an uh, an everyday person, a common person. Maybe not, but I I do like that they do mention that some that at least somebody was able to catch on without them having to reveal themselves or them having to confess or like Barry having to confess. Well, I'm the Flash. I think that was really cool that the way they they decided to already have her 
be known that she has this information already on hand and that and the fact that she never used it against him i thought that was really cool so during the big scene where all the earth 2 metahumans are getting knocked out uh harry has to give up his headphones to protect jesse because of course they're both from earth 2 as well was this just fatherly love or is there something else going on here hmm i well i don't know i think the way that you mean like the way Harry Allen addressed Barry, like in that aspect, or do you mean like? I just mean I'm wondering whether you know the idea of you know him being affected in some way might lead to I don't know him being a metahuman, or I was kind of expecting him to like disappear and you know uh, reappear on Earth Two or something like that. But I was just wondering whether you think that was just them showing you know uh, Harry as a good father, or do you think there might be some lingering effects of that? I want. I would like to say there's lingering effects because you know it's it's me and I kind of like surprises. It makes it that much more interesting. But I don't know. Maybe it. I don't know. I. I it. I would like to think that there is some lingering thought behind it as far as him, as far as trying to figure out like what is going on. But I don't know. I think that would be something interesting to see it, what the writers decide to go on that route. Ashley, Michelle, what do you think? Was it just like a one-off or is there something more there? I don't know. I really enjoyed that scene because it showed that Harry has a side to him that we've really never gotten to see before, which is his relationship with his daughter in a more intimate sense. And I think it gave him a little bit more humanity to see that he gave up his consciousness and presumably maybe his life if things had gone wrong just so that she wouldn't be in pain. Good point. Um, and uh, it also you know, sort of explained why Harry wasn't there in the final scene, which we will, of course, get to in a moment. Before we get there, let's talk a little bit about Cisco's vibing. He was having those weird dead bird vibes throughout the episode. Do you think they're making Cisco a precog? And if so, how do you think that's going to affect his character uh, You know, later in this season for one episode and then going forward? Mike, what do you think about what they're doing with Cisco's character? I love it. I think it... It allows us to get this perspective of, you know, is he, like how Ashley mentioned, how is he developing more? Is there, instead of just being able to vibe certain events, is he actually having pre, you know, being able to see into the future or what, or being able to be much more in, environmentally inclined to what's gonna happen or what's a possibility? I think it, it's really awesome that the the Flash, the show itself, can actually explore that. And for Cisco's character, it, it's gonna. I would like to think that it's going to affect him in a way where he's able to see certain events into the future, or maybe not here in this Earth, but somewhere else. And at first, when I saw him, uh, when he first vibed, and it was uh, of a bird, I thought it was in. I honestly thought it had something to do with like a, you know a siren or something, you know, like a bird dying or whatever. I was under the impression that it was you know oh it was about Katie Cassidy, it was you know about Laurel Lance from Earth Two, but nope, I was completely wrong. I was like, oh man, but um, I I would like to think that as far as it affecting Cisco, I think it'll maybe scare him a little bit because he knows that starting to realize that holy crap i can see into the future but um i th i think he's gonna handle it well but i think he's just gonna have just a little bit of trouble because now his you know his powers are still manifesting they're still changing they're still developing at the moment so 
I, I want to see what it is that they're going to do with it. It does kind of suck a little bit that every time Cisco discovers something about himself, it, it seems to be you know largely out of his control. It's like his ability to vibe uh, wasn't his, something he control. And then in this episode, you know, he spontaneously develops the ability to generate vibrations like Reverb did, but you know, uh, you know, can't bring it back uh, when he needs to. Right. So <clears throat> uh, anyway, after the metahumans are successfully vanquished, in air quotes, uh, there's a big celebratory dinner which is interrupted by Zoom. But before we get to that, Barry takes off after Zoom. Uh, and, uh, of course, in so doing, Barry has to, you know, unveil the fact that he's the Flash. Now, of course, because Tina McGee had already figured it out, everyone else around the table already knew Barry was the Flash, except, of course, for Wally. And we got a good reaction shot of Wally when he sees the fact that, in fact, Barry is the Flash. What did you guys think of, A, that revelation? And, uh, and what do you think the consequences of Barry having to reveal himself in this way will be? Mike, what did you think about the revelation? I personally liked it, but man, I feel bad the way that he found out. I think that's a really shitty way to find out that, hey, you know, he's a Flash, you know, that's, you know, his dad was kidnapped and he took off running without thinking twice. So I can, like, I can imagine, you know, it, it could have been better ways as far as, you know, finding out. But me personally, I like the way that it was done, but I just hope for for the season finale, I just hope that, which, and I'm pretty sure they won't, but still hoping anyway, that they don't do it to where Wally feels betrayed or Wally feels bad that he doesn't know. I really, really hope that they don't make him, that, make him feel that way that he wasn't able to know because... I would be kind of annoyed if they did that, considering that, hey, he's doing a lot. He has a lot on his plate. Don't need any drama from you. You don't don't need to act like a little baby. Don't need to. So I really hope they don't do that. It would also be a really selfish portrayal of Wally to make it all about him. Exactly. Like, why didn't you tell me? Well, why would I have told you? You've been in my life for like six months. Exactly. Okay, let's deal with the ending. As was predicted by some brilliant person, last week and the week before we won't needn't get into who that brilliant person was harry was not long henry i should say wasn't long for this world first off let's canvas opinions really dead or comic book dead ashley michelle really dead mike really dead i agree i i think this was one of those deaths where you see it right in front of you where you know uh you you can't go back from this so if that's true I'm assuming that's true we're all in agreement about that Barry's going to have to deal with that next episode. In terms of the story, what do you think the point was? Uh, the story point uh, of uh, of killing uh, uh, Barry's dad. Ashley, Michelle, let's start with you. Mm, I think it's going to make it extremely emotional and a hard one fight in the finale that someone so close to him has now been taken away from him and he's going to fight to make sure that that person deserves the best ending that they could have, especially coming from his father, who he loves so strongly. He has to put up a big fight for that, and I think it's going to be amazing to watch him go through that battle within himself and outside of himself with Zoom. Mike, what do you think? Hmm. <clears throat> I think... Ooh, I think the lesson was... I think the lesson that they decided to go with in that particular scene was that 
no matter how confident, no matter how great you feel, you'll all you will always have some of those struggles that you'll still have to eventually deal with. And it in this particular universe where bad guys are willing to do whatever it takes to get what they want and unfortunately if you decide to play by the rules like how most heroes do people around you will get hurt or die because of you not because of you limiting yourself to what you you feel that you shouldn't do the fact that zoom is able to kill anybody with no regards and able to follow through with it it puts a strain on barry and it puts a strain on any hero where they can't do the same things that they do because then they would just be like them the only difference is is that they try to justify their own actions as as means for them to do something good so it it probably opened barry's eyes where zoom is willing to do whatever it takes and Unfortunately, now, now that he took something very, very important away from him, now Barry has to make a decision. Okay, how? Now that he took something of value to you, how do you plan on stopping him? Are you willing to still play the hero and just uh, incapacitate him, or are you willing to finish him off? Because he's shown that he he's ready to kill you, but are you ready to do the same? And if you cross that line, do you do you find it that it's going to be easier to get back, or do you feel it's going to be harder to get back from it because you took a life? And what do you think will be the resolution? Will Barry take the ultimate step, or will he take the step back? Speaking uh, from non my non-personal views as far as what I would do, but I think what would Barry do, I feel like somebody is going to talk to him and tell him that you can't, do you can't do that because you'll be just like him i feel like somebody is gonna i feel like it's gonna be like joe or somebody that's gonna tell him that um but i feel like he will not do it i feel like somebody else will do it for him that would be cool i'd be totally cool with that like caitlin stabbing him in the heart or something like that would be awesome that that'd be great so that way she can get over her uh her ptsd but I feel like Barry himself, I don't think he would. But if we were to speak on terms for me, I definitely would. I'd stab him in the heart and in the head. Ashley, Michelle, without putting on your spoiler hat, uh, what do you think we'll see? Uh, is Barry going to take that step, become a, a darker hero, or is it going to remain the Barry we've all come to know and love over the past two seasons? Hmm. If The Flash has taught me anything, it's that... The good inside of you will always stay with you if that's what you truly want it to do. And even after everything, I have a lot of hope, which is what the show thrives on, that Barry will still be the innocent and good and lovable character that we've come to know. Uh, throughout the episode, we talked uh, about how Barry, you know, was changed by his time in the Speed Force, uh, whether for better or for worse. Um, and we sort of uh, alluded to this earlier. I just wanted to uh, to loop back to it. Do you think Barry's uh, experience in the Speed Force uh, 
was in any way responsible or Barry's new attitude was in any way responsible for what happened to his father or would that have happened anyway? Ashley, Michelle, let's start with you. I think it was such a big surprise to him because of how confident he was that if he had been a little bit more careful, a little bit more aware of what things could have happened, that it wouldn't have hit him as hard and maybe he would have been a little bit more protective of the people around him. Because when he gets so overconfident, he tends to give a little bit of space and, you know what, you guys can be fine, let's all do this. And he loses sight of that bad things do happen to good people and that at any moment one of them could have been taken. Every time that they're in Star Labs, it's like my skin is on edge, like I have goosebumps, like waiting for Zoom. At any moment could just race in there, take one of them and kill him. And it finally happened. They have no protection against him. And this episode, it was just very, you know what, we got this, you know what? I don't care what Zoom thinks he can do. I can just defeat him with my mind and my good thoughts. And it pissed me off, but it also is a key to his character that that's who he is, that he's always going to be the optimistic superhero. Mike, what do you think? Uh, to what extent was his, uh, his optimistic outlook or his, uh, his approach to it uh, responsible for his father's death? I don't think it was inadvertently responsible for it. I think it would have eventually still happened. It just so happens that he was in this added this uh, this high of him being positive and being able, as Cisco put, you know, this walking on sunshine attitude. I feel like, regardless of the attitude that he had portrayed in the episode, it still would have ended up somebody dead. In this case, it was Harry Allen, but. I think for him being a little bit conf- overconfident, I think it did play a role as far as understanding what possible things can happen. But in his defense, how you can't know everything. You can't know what it is that's going to happen. You can all you have no control over every other being's actions but your own. So Unfortunately, it just so happens that somebody had to pay the price for Zoom being there. But I don't think Barry Allen should be at fault for his dad, you know, being kidnapped for that split moment and then dying because because Zoom had the power to do it. And as far as Barry being able to stop him from there, I don't think it would have made a difference in that scenario the fact that he was just positive about his outlook you can't necessarily blame him because of all the tragedies that have happened throughout the course of his life the fact that he wanted to look at it from a positive perspective i mean there's nothing wrong with that he he was just going with trying he was trying to handle the things at a, a better way instead of having a little bit of negativity or instead of having uh, doubt or fear and yeah fear is good to have but positive positivity and being confident in yourself is what allows you to drive and move forward but it just so happens that somebody died along the way but it was inadvertently not barry's fault zoom insisted earlier in the episode that he had a plan that they wouldn't see coming was the death of barry's father part of that plan or was that just zoom extemporizing do you think because barry managed to uh, put his original plan to rest Mike, was this all part of a master narrative, or was this just improvisation? 
I feel like it was improv. Uh, I think it was being improvised. I think when he had mentioned about him, you the fact that you you and me are a lot alike. I think I think in the back of Zoom's mind, I think he already had plans to take the father, to take his dad, and to ki- to have him killed at the same spot where his mother died. I think it was re- I think it was all planned out during that moment, and then I think. In the season finale, I would like to think that it's going to come full circle. You know, why or what was his true motive and what it is that he was trying to accomplish from the get-go. As far as the, the where he's going to explain everything and not just little snippets and then you put the pieces together. Ashley Michelle, what do you think? Was it part of the, uh, the overall master plan or was it just uh, Zoom striking back out of anger? Hmm. I like to think that it was more him striking out of anger than it was him having that plan all along. That Zoom, and it seems more like the kind of thing that would happen in that situation, that it was more him deciding, you know what, I'm going to go kill his father, and I'm going to do it poetically in the same place that the other speedster killed his mother. You know what, that sounds like a great idea, let's go do that. Because that's the kind of evil mastermind that he is. That he's not all there healthily in his head. And it's very believable that he could have come up with that on the spot. And it's like, damn, that was a great idea. Let's go do this. Okay, next week is the season finale. Two questions. One, what do you expect to see? And two, have they left enough time? Because it seems like there's a lot they have to resolve in this episode. Ashley Michelle, starting with you. I think that since they've left so much to be resolved in this episode that it's going to be a jam-packed fantastic fast-paced on the edge of my seat episode and i am crossing my fingers hoping that's what we get because we have gotten some really good episodes this season really good episodes and i think that this finale they have built up and built up and built up to it and i am expecting a fantastic ending to this. I'm expecting a great fight, a great fight for the ages from Zoom and Barry. It's um, Caitlin starting to get back onto the road of recovery from her PTSD. Cisco coming together and using his powers in this episode that he's learned or maybe trying to learn some more. I, I just have a lot of hope for this episode. Mike, what are your predictions? Hmm. I want to know uh, as far as how how important the per- the man in the iron mask, how important is he going to be to the finale? I want to know how big of a role that individual is going to play and do I f- I feel like I feel like it's going to be neck to neck as far as trying to answer everything and trying to move everything so fast. And I don't know. I think I think it's going to be full. I would hope it's full of action and it doesn't just I would like to hope that it continues to go at a fast pace from the start to the end of the season finale. I hope that it just speeds on through with a lot of action, drama, everything. Like it just keeps going and going and going. So, but I, I think my number one thing is how, who, and why is that iron person, the man in the iron mask, is there? I want to know how big of a role he 
is supposed to play? And if so, will he play a big role in the next season? And in case you thought we weren't going to call you on that, okay, smart guy, who is the man in the Iron Mask? We ask it every week, it seems. Based on what we know, who do you think is going to be in there? Mike, you first. Ah, I'm not very good at these. Um, I think, like, a small part of me would like to think it's uh, it's Harry Allen, but, like, his name, uh, I think they had mentioned, uh, like, the real Jay Garrick where he you know has uh ties to the garricks so i would like to think it's harry allen but just jay garrick like his name I, I would like to think it's him but overall i don't have a clue i don't have a clue who it is ashley michelle any predictions i i would also like to think that it's henry allen if only for the comment that he made a few episodes back that oh what? That was my that was my mother's maiden name, uh, regarding Hunter Solomon, and it's it's interesting to think if somehow Barry's family tree is different in Earth Two, that whoever's in that Iron Mask is related to Zoom and also to himself. Yeah, after this episode, I'm reasonably confident it's going to be the Earth Two version of Henry Allen. Um, I wouldn't have thought that before. I was leaning much more towards, you know, uh, Jay Garrick or whether there's some connection between Jay Garrick and Henry Allen. But I just feel they've spent enough time uh, getting us to care about Henry. Uh, and uh, and this will be, you know, Barry's chance to, you know, sort of reconnect with his dad from another world. So anyway, that's my guess. But uh, it's just a guess. It's not a spoiler. But Ashley, Michelle, do you have any spoilers for us? I do, in fact. I believe it's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of The Flash. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com slash the Central City Chronicle. I have the official press release for next episode. It's episode 23 titled The Race Life. After Zoom reveals his true plan, Barry vows to do whatever it takes to stop him. TV Line did two video interviews with Grant Gustin and Jesse Martin. Barry Allen is in the darkest place we've ever seen him. Ask Osiello's recently Facebook live chat, Carlos Valdez, summed up the finale with three words, including huge, crying, and event. And there are tears in my eyes already. In the BTS photos for next episode, behind the scenes photos, we see Joe is captured by Zoom. And there are some really nice moments between members of the team, including Barry and Iris. So we'll see a conversation between the two of them, maybe about their would-be relationship. But Zoom does in fact capture Barry's other father next episode. The CW updated their fall schedule and The Flash will, quote, race back to lead off Tuesday nights, followed by the new romantic comedy, No Tomorrow, unquote. And the ratings for this episode came in at 3.4 million viewers and a 1.3 in the demographics. And that's all I have for spoilers. Well, join us next time for a brand new installment of the Central City Chronicle. Visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives, download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for the Central City Chronicle and subscribe. 
Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash the Central City Chronicle. Also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Co-hosts, wish the listeners good night. Good night. Good night, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of the Central City Chronicle. Good night. Good night.